a boost for athletes beating the coronavirus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of the Around the Rings podcast. I'm Ed Hula. Today, we're talking about the Boost 2020 Athlete Grant Program. It's a project of the Foundation for Global Sports Development and Sidewinder Films. The foundation is a sponsor of Around the Rings. The grants will support high-performance athletes whose lives have been affected. Their training has been negatively impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Each recipient of the grant gets an unrestricted amount of $10,000. The grant applications opened in July and closed in mid-August. Athletes who are getting ready to compete at the 2020 Games in Tokyo were encouraged to apply. Close to 100 applications were received. 10 athletes were chosen. Uh, the list includes, drumroll please, Byron Branch, a parafencer, Felicia Brown in track and field, Amanda Dennis, goalball, Ella Easton in swimming, Desmond Jackson, a long jumper, J.D. Marenko, a sitting volleyball player, we'll be hearing more from him in just a minute, Pearl Outlaw, a rower, Jennifer Schubel in cycling, Aaron Shady's triathlon, and Shannon Solaris-Roberry in track and field. Our guests on today's program include Megan Halicek, Director of Programs at the Foundation for Global Sports Development. Hello, Megan. Hello. And John Moffat, a Boost 2020 advisory member. He's been involved with the selection process. He's an Olympian from the 1980 and 1984 Olympics in swimming. Hello, John. He's joining us from Los Angeles. Hi, Ed. Great to be here. And our star guest, we'll say, is J.D. Marenko, a member of the U.S. sitting volleyball team, three times a silver medalist at the Parapans in 2011, 2015, and 2019, and getting ready to uh, make waves in Tokyo. And uh, he joins us from his home in Oklahoma. Welcome to me. Yeah, welcome, JD. the 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 awards came out in uh, in 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 August. Notification of the awards, I believe. What was it like the day you found out you gotten the ten thousand dollar grant from the uh, from the foundation? A good day, I think. It was an amazing day with everything that's going on. To actually hear that, I was I was shocked. At first, I thought, "Is this really happening? Is this really me? Did I really get that lucky and and blessed?" And it was amazing. I uh, it brought me to tears because of everything that's been going on. You know, all the hardships of of not being able to train and, and worrying about you know working and taking care of the family and still training, and then hearing this news, it was like it was amazing. It was a blessing. I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Like. I can't believe this is happening. This is such a true blessing for me. You know, I was just amazed. Well, well, Megan, you just you just heard from JD. Why why start this program? What was the rationale for doing it to make people like uh, JD happy one day? Absolutely. So our mission at the Foundation for Global Sports Development is to utilize the power of sport to enrich the lives and the well-being of others. So. 
we, like the rest of the world, have seen all of the devastating effects of the pandemic and just how difficult it's been for high-performance athletes like JD to continue working towards and accomplishing their dreams. And um, we know athletes have lost jobs that funded training, meals, transportation, healthcare, insurance, so much more. So we really wanted to create this program um, and offer a boost in the right direction for athletes like JD so they can continue all of their incredibly hard work. Yeah, how'd you get the word out? Sure, so, well, first I'll say that we received close to 100 applications from athletes around the country, just an amazing, amazing array of athletes. And we had a phenomenal advisory board that John Moffitt was, of course, a part of, who selected our 10 winners and sifted through those applications. And then also we relied closely on our partners like you at Around the Rings and social media to get the word out. And is, is there a goal for this uh, new program? Do you want to sustain it? Is there going to be a need for it to continue next year, for example? Yeah, that's a, a great question. I think absolutely. Um, we are taking each day as it comes. I think like everyone else is around the country and the world right now. So 100%, we hope to continue to offer assistance to these athletes. Anything they need, we have um, just like so many resources available we're willing to offer and we want to help as much as we possibly can. We know what a stressful time this can be. So definitely. JD, you didn't get coronavirus, did you? No, no, I have not. I've had some friends and some uh, teammates that have been affected by it. And, you know, we did the, we were actually at camp uh, and we had to call camp because we had an athlete affected, you know, so we took the steps to stay away and I've been real safe. It's been difficult because I do have four kids. I've got a, a 12 year old and nine year old and two year old twins. And uh, it, it has been a little difficult with them, but my, my twins get into everything and I'm trying to be, you know, don't want to be too cautious, but I'm like, you're going to be boys. You're going to play. So, you know, it, it's been difficult that aspect for sure. But luckily we have knock on wood. We have not been affected yet. But it has affected certainly the interruption and the competition routine, the changes that you've had to make getting ready, the postponement of the Paralympics uh, by, by one year. That's all. Th those are the kind of negative impacts that coronavirus has had on your athletic career fair to say yeah uh, last spring we were training for the qualifier in march to be held here in uh, oklahoma and um, we were going to start on monday and friday we're we're training we're working out with other teams and we get told for on that friday to uh, go home that we're canceling everything we're not letting other countries to uh, fly in we're gonna we're canceling because of covid so i mean we put in i mean i put in years and years of work but as a team and as a whole we were three four months solid of, of working out training and, and and being together to have it taken away in in a matter of like it seemed like a matter of hours it was hard it was very difficult to deal with and understand like are we going to have a chance to qualify i mean i, I put in I don't know how many years of, you know, over me personally, over 10 years of trying to get here and represent it in my country at the Olympics or Paralympics and to have it taken away. It was, it was very difficult, very hard to wrap my, my brain around because it's like, wait a minute, am I going to have this opportunity again? Is it, or is it being taken away for good? And luckily they did push it back, but now our qualifying event is coming up later on this uh, in 2021. So we got till February to get in, 
to get into uh, top shape as a, as a team to qualify so we can go to Tokyo. John Moffat, in 1980, you maybe had sort of a similar kind of experience, not because of disease, but because of international politics. Your Olympic dreams were derailed, put on hold. Uh, you weren't going to get a chance to come back a year later in, and compete. Um, talk about that experience and maybe how it might parallel with what GSD is trying to do with this uh, Boost 2020 athlete grant program, how it helps athletes of today overcome this disruption in their, in their training for the games. Well, when I was asked to be on this, uh, this committee, um, I, I was just thrilled that I was uh, going to be able to give back in such a way because, as you said, that um, I know what it feels like and the rest of the 1980 team can relate to what it must feel like to the 2020 Olympics and Olympians and Paralympians who have to delay their dreams and have to delay their training uh, for, for another year. It's a, it's a big deal. And when you are training at the top of your game and you know you're competing against other athletes who are also doing the same, you know, you, that one year is a long time. So I can definitely relate because I had to wait four years, but keep in mind, I, I was young. I was very optimistic and fortunately it, it worked out for me, but I know what the athletes are, are experiencing right now because it's, it's just really, you focus on, when you focus on 2020 and it, and you can't go there, it's, it's really demoralizing and very, very difficult. And I know athletes personally who've just decided I can't take it. Um, and that's heartbreaking. Um, and, and so, and I know what it's like to not be able to really uh, support myself because I was a, as a post-grad back in, in the eighties, um, there was no grant that were grants that were provided for athletes. And I tried to do it on my own and it ended up being a disaster. Uh, it, it basically because I didn't have enough money. I had to, I had to work four hours a day plus, plus commute an hour each way, plus all my training. And it, it all added up to just too much. So the, the, to be able to give back to do the athletes such as JD and the other athletes, it's so meaningful to me because I know what they're going through just a little bit, just enough to know how important that this money could be. It could be the difference between making it and breaking it. Um, and, and I mean, I, JD, I'm sure could, could you know, talk more about that, but it was just a thrill to be involved with such an amazing uh, gift that the global sports development has provided for the athletes. Um, what, what did you go through when you looked at the applications from JD and the other, other athletes who were looking for this, uh, to, uh, to apply for this grant, what kind of things jumped off, jumped out at you about JD's application and some of the others that you've seen? Well, they were, first and foremost, they were all very deserving athletes. Um, and as uh, Megan said, that it was it was it was started out as a hundred or so, and then it was called down to less for uh, for the adv advisory board. So there was all already um, an, a lot of work that was done on the uh, by the Global Sports Development and and Sidewinder Films. Um, so when it came to us, we were provided by um, by Global Sports Development uh, a rubric, um, and this rubric it's you know is basically 
was a scoring guide for us to be able to read and absorb each one of the applications and, and really sort of objectively as possible give our scores on a number of different um, on a number of different things. Um, and then what we were able to do, I actually went through a number of times and, um, and through each iteration, I felt more and more comfortable with, okay, okay, I feel good about this score on this particular, you know, on this particular, uh, on this particular aspect. Um, and then what we did is that, I don't know how many people were on the board, I can't remember, it was about eight of us. Um, and, and then we all put in, we all put in our scores and then all those scores were, were, were added up and, and then they figured it out which, which of those top 10 athletes ended up getting, uh, uh, getting the, the, um, the, the grant. Fair to say that there were more than 10 athletes who were probably deserving of the help. That was definitely the hardest thing for me is that I only had 20 athletes, I think, or maybe it was 22. Um, it, was, it was 22 actually. So I only had 22 athletes and, and I, I, I felt, I just felt very, very deeply that I really, really needed to give this everything I had and really, really absorb each one of these applications so that, so that I could be part of this group that would ultimately determine who these athletes were that were able to, to receive these grants that could make a big difference in whether or not they go to 2021 or not. Yeah, hard, hard to keep it at 10, Megan, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, yes, just such, I mean, these athletes are incredible. And even just looking at JD specifically, everything he's gone through, um, surviving cancer and taking care of his four children and just really um, creating a lot of inspiration, I think, for people in his community, people going through similar experiences. And that was something really key that we looked for in those incoming applications and all these athletes. Not only did they have um, a serious COVID-19 impact on their training, their competition, but also they were making a difference. Um, they were participating in community service. They were contributing to making an impact and inspiring others in their communities, just like JD, um, who set such a great example, um, not only for his four children, but everyone I'm sure that comes into contact with him. So, and I love also on JD's application, he said, you can, I want people to know that, you know, you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. And that's just a great testament to him and all these athletes. So JD, what's ahead for you in the coming months here to get ready for the qualification in February? Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of training. Um, we ramped up our training camps. We're taking all the precautions to make sure we can get everybody in. Uh, me personally, it's still training every day. Um, I lucky, lucky and fortunate to have a job now again, thankfully. Um, I work at a school district around here, so I get to actually go in in the mornings. I get to lift weights. I get to train. Uh, then I'm there throughout the day to help the kids. And then after that, it's uh, anytime I can get on the court uh, individually. Um, if I can find one, I go play, hit the ball against the wall, do some ball handling stuff. And then usually once a month, I know in about a week, we have training camp here in Edmond. And then we'll have another training camp in December and then January. And then if everything goes to plan, we'll be going to, uh, to Germany in February to qualify. Um, so that's our plan. Hopefully every knock on wood, nobody gets hit by COVID. So we can have training camps and we can keep competing and getting better and, uh, you know, 
get our way to uh, to Tokyo 2020, 2020 or 2021. I'm not sure which one to call it, but <laughs> that great opportunity. So I can't, I can't wait. Yeah. What are your other teammates doing? Where, uh, where are they? Are they scattered around the United States as well? Yes. Uh, right now in our resident program, which are, is, is here in Oklahoma, we have, I want to say, five or six that are here full-time uh, that get to train full-time uh, five days a week. Uh, everyone else that's split off that's around the U.S., they'll fly in. So the ones that aren't here uh, have to go out and do it individually. You know, they take the time out of their day and they're training, whether it's uh, lifting weights or on the court training, ball handling skills, things like that. But we're all doing something so that when we come in and have our training camp for the weekend, we're actually – uh, competing at a high level, not just going back over the basic stuff. So we all try. We're all staying in shape. We're all doing it, doing what we can because we know we have to be in tip-top shape in February. Yeah, is the coronavirus going to change your sport? Is it changing the way athletes of 2020, whatever your sport, whatever your sport, how are things changing permanently? Well, I know for us, the big change that we have now is we actually have to wear a mask when we play. Um, so before we, we weren't, we didn't have to wear a mask. I mean, just like nobody really had to wear a mask or anything like that. But now it's, it's, we're wearing a mask while we play. We, you know, it's hand sanitizer all the time because we are sitting on the floor. Uh, the, you know, our staff is doing a great job of making sure that everything that we, the balls, the floor, the, you know, the nets and, and, everything is sanitized during camp so that we minimize the risk and for anybody being affected. But, you know, our, our main thing is the mask. And for us, it's, for me personally, it's hard because I do have a big beard. So, you know, it, it, it does kind of get <laughs> at least kind of funny because I'll have hair going everywhere outside of the mask, but you know, that, that's kind of a, a, a thing we have to get used to. Now, I don't know how that's going to affect actually matches. I don't know if that's going to be mandatory during a match, but uh, I know for our training pro uh, purposes, that's what we have to do. Those are our guidelines right now. And, um, you know, that's our big, for me, that's our biggest uh, obstacle right now. Uh, John Moffitt, uh, what would you imagine it would have been like for you in 1984 if something like COVID had hit? I mean, you, did you ever have, I mean, not going to the Olympics in 1980, that was a big blow for sure. But the, the the stress and strain of of this pandemic, uh, did you have anything like that in in your athletic career to deal with? Aside from aside from the boycott in 1980, no. I mean, I think this whole COVID thing that has cropped up in in, in 2020 has left all of us rather flat-footed and and speechless as far as how 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 we describe how much this is affecting our lives how much has been canceled in our lives, how much has been postponed. Um, and I'm not even talking about those that have lost loved ones or loved ones who have, who've been, who've been very, very ill. Um, so the, the gravity of the COVID situation and of the postponement of the 2020 Tokyo games, you know, in many ways, it's, it's more about saving lives and it's, it's, it's much more, I don't want to, I don't want to say grave, but it's there, there's like, it's a it's a real global emergency that we are dealing with here, and unfortunately, athletes such as JD and and all the other athletes who are 
who are aspiring to compete in 2021 in Tokyo, you know, I, I, my, my hat's off to them because um, they're dealing with something that is completely unprecedented and nobody knows quite how to deal with this or how things are even gonna necessarily proceed. I mean, JD doesn't even know how the masks are gonna work in competition. We just don't know. And I think it's not knowing is, is so difficult on everyone, especially athletes. And Megan Halicek, how would you like, how would GSD respond? What, what more can be done uh, in, in, in the way of aid and assistance to overcome this COVID-19? Absolutely. Well, I think just talking about it and the transparency is a huge, huge help because people can be really open um, about what they're going through. And I know even mental health wise, this is such a difficult time for so many people, not to mention athletes who already have these really intense schedules, so much going on. They're trying to take care of and protect their bodies not to mention their mental health. So I think as we continue to talk about this and be open um, and allow people to share their struggles, we can help find resources and support them um, and just let people know that we're here and that there's always, there's always help available. They just have to ask. And uh, JD, to close it out here, you are, we, we believe going to Tokyo. I mean, in, in terms of if you qualify, the games are, on the horizon, they're, they're, they're not canceled. What's it mean for you to have that, that star to shoot for in Tokyo for 2021? I mean, this is the why, you know, my, my reason why I do this is for my kids, to show my kids that no matter what obstacle you're facing, you can overcome it and achieve greatness. And, and that's what I, my message to my kids all the time is that, and. And I talked to them about my volleyball and they're like, dad, so when are you going to play in the Olympics? When are you going to go do this? When are you going to do that? And I said, buddy, that's what, we, that's why I train. That's why I work out all, all the time that, you know, that's the sacrifices we have to make to get there and to have that goal. I mean, it's for me, but, but my biggest thing is to show my kids that again, back to, you know, what Megan said earlier, no matter what happens, you can overcome anything and, and achieve greatness. And that, that to me means more than anything. You know, I do, I do this, you know, not only for my kids, but maybe somebody out there who's struggling through, through life and, and they see somebody who went through what I did, you know, beating cancer and, and then fighting through all these things. And I'm able to achieve greatness and represent my country at, at you know, the most prestigious games that we have. Maybe that can inspire them to, to know that, I can do it, you know, and, and not just succumb to, to that circumstance or that situation and don't let it define you, but define it. You know, what, what am I going to do? Am I going to sit there and let this thing beat me or am I going to beat it? You know, and that, that's kind of what I hope somebody, you know, can take away from it. If they see me achieving what I can achieve and, and they know they, that I did it, you know, they can do it too. So that, that's a big, big thing for me. Well, best of luck to you, J.D. Marenko. Thank you We're so much. counting on seeing you in Tokyo at the Paralympics competing and sitting volleyball. I, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I, that I get there, for sure. And John Moffitt joining us from Los Angeles, helping select J.D. Moffitt, uh, J.D. Marenko, and other members of the, uh, of the Boost 2020 grant program. Thanks for joining us today. It's great to be here and it was an honor to be part of the Boost program for 
Foundation for Global Sports Development and Sidewinder Films. And Megan Halicek, thank you again for getting all of this together and appreciate the help and assistance of GSD through the years. Good luck to you and the fine programs that you're running there. Thank you, it's been an absolute honor. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us on this edition of Around the Rings podcast. I'm Ed Hula. Remember, be calm, be safe. For more than three decades, your best source of news about the Olympics and the Paralympics too is aroundtherings.com.